Lez's League. Hello and welcome back to Big Lez's League and all a rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Lez. We're going to go through the one and only news and updates in the past week. And there is definitely a lot of them. So much I had to cut down and get all the important ones in there. So let's get started. Chris Randall. Joey John says the young hooker will start at nine in round one and is currently the fittest player in the Knights system. Can't wait to see how Chris Randall goes with a full NRL season under his belt. I think it's going to be very exciting to see. A lot of potential there in that nine spot. If you asked me a few weeks ago who was going to replace Jaden Braley, I probably would have said Kurt Mann, to be honest. But Chris Randall, definitely an exciting little one to watch there for this 2022 season. Hopefully, for the night's sake, he does a really, really good job. He's an exciting young player. Mike Acevo, Brad Arthur, says the, his wing is back running and on track for a turn from his knee injury around mid-season point. I really want him back as soon as possible, Mike Acevo. He is just a freak, a Fijian flyer, an absolute monster. So, Mike Acevo, please come back to us sooner rather than later. Can't wait to see Mike Acevo return. More Parramatta news. There's quite a bit of Parramatta news at the moment, especially since the game's on right now. And it looks like there's a few players for Parramatta being sent off. I know the short ball wouldn't be very happy about that one, but anyway, we'll talk about some more Parramatta news here. Dylan Brown, Brad Arthur says he's happy with his 5'8 in defence, but wants him to run the ball and attack more in 2022. Dylan Brown running the ball is actually quite a scary thought. If you've seen him run the ball, the things he can do with the footy, like he's so underrated in attack. I think he has such an underrated attack, mainly because he doesn't do it much. He's more of a defensive half. When we think of Dylan Brown, we think defense. I honestly can't wait to see. If he attacks more, genuinely, if he attacks more in 2022, he's going to be one of the most dangerous halves in the competition. And that's not even an overstatement. I reckon this guy's got so much potential and he's really, really going to be dangerous going into 2022, especially for those Parramatta Eels. Melbourne Storm are about to table a three-year extension for Cameron Munster. He's currently contracted until the end of 2023. He is on $1.1 million this year, $1.2 million in 2023, and his deal after that would be deducted to about eight hundred dollars per year until the end of 2027. They're hashing out the final details now. It looks like he's taking a massive pay cut here. Very interesting there for Cameron Munster. I wouldn't really expect a mass- massive pay cut like that. However, to stay in a team that is pretty much guaranteed to win a comp in the next few years, maybe even this year, we never know. We never know how the NRL works, but geez, I'd be taking anything to join the Melbourne Storm. If I was, if I had a contract right now from the Melbourne Storm, I'd honestly take 50 cents. I'd take 50 cents to go over there and win a comp with the Melbourne Storm. In fact, I'd do it for free. I'd go over to Melbourne right now and win a comp. Let's do it. I would fucking love that. So, uh... Good stuff there from Karen Munster. Hopefully he stays with the Storm and he is a one-club man. Josh Curran from the New Zealand Warriors. He is re-signed with the club. He was honestly the first guy I'd be thinking to re-sign for sure. If I was in that Warriors coaching staff, he would be the guy I'd be looking to keep there long-term. Love this re-signing. He's re-signed to the end of 2024. So, oh. He's going to play some good footy in the next few years. He's got a lot of potential. Big boy. Loves a bit of rip and tear. Really excited to see how Josh Curran goes in the next few years for the Warriors. Sam Walker. Apparently, he's bulked up a bit, and he's now focused on improving his defense in the offseason. Jeez, if he gets his defense right, that's pretty much the only aspect of his game 
that was sort of questionable when he came into the into the NRL. Like, honestly, other than his defense, I think he suits that Roosters side so well. And once he gets that defense fixed up, if he gets that defense fixed up and bulks up maybe around five kilos heavier than what he was at the end of last season, I cannot wait to see Sam Walker in 2022. I'd love to see Sam Walker bulk up, be a bigger, bigger body. You know, and if, if that defense is fixed up really, really nicely, it is going to be a big year for Sam Walker, in my opinion. Braitha Nasta has urged, urged the Bulldogs to put Kyle Flanagan at halfback. And I've been saying this for a while now. I would love to see Kyle Flanagan wear that seven jersey. And there's one particular reason I have in mind why I'd like to see Kyle Flanagan in that seven jersey. Think back, ladies and gentlemen, to when he was at the Sydney Roosters. Hey, who did he have around him? Just think for me for a second. Who did he have around him? He had James Tedesco, Joseph Manu, CYCY Takiyaho, and Jared Warrior Hargraves, who are just two big front rowers that are consistently moving forward. You know, guys like Luke Keary. Had Luke Keary with him as his halves partner. If anyone had Luke Keary with them, they honestly would perform well. Victor Radley, who is just an absolute monster. He had all these guys around him that were performing well. Angus Crichton as well. He had so many talented players around him, and that's why he was consistently performing well. When he went over to the Bulldogs, didn't really have that until now. He has that now. He has Dufty. He has Pangai Jr. He has Paul Vaughan, who's a very experienced halfback and a great captain. He was a great captain for New South Wales. I mean, there's so many guys he has around him. There's, there's guys I'm not even naming right now, like Brett Naden. Jake Avarillo, wherever he's in that side, I would love to have a guy like Jake Avarillo around me for sure. So many guys in that side that they're getting, and he's just going to make them 10 times better. He is going to be unreal, I reckon. If you put him at seven with Matt Burton, and Matt Burton, I completely forgot about Matt Burton. Him and Matt Burton would be an awesome halves pairing. It'd be very, very similar to when he's over at the Roosters. Not exactly the same, but very similar in the fact that he's got that talent around him now, and he could play some good footy. I would love, love to see Kyle Flanagan at seven, at least for the first few rounds. If it doesn't work, fair enough, but I'd love to see Kyle Flanagan given another crack. There's two new Dolphins signings. One of them's a youngster. One of them is Jared Wallace. I'll read the report out to you guys now. It says here, the Dolphins have made their next two signings. Isaiah Katoa, who's at the Panthers at the moment, was one of the most sought-after emerging players on the market. He has dominated at junior level, and the belief is he could easily push for a first-grade spot next season. The deal is for three years, a three-year deal with the Dolphins. Great stuff there for Isaac Katoa. He's a halfback, so he'll probably be playing at seven, or if they sign another halfback, he'll probably play 14. From what I've been hearing, I reckon Wayne Bennett, well, this is my personal opinion as well, I reckon he should push for a guy and bring back Blake Austin, I think he'd be an awesome number seven there. Even if it's just for a few years, he is 30. I think he'll be 31 by the time it's next year. Obviously, he'll be 31 by the time it's next year, but only 30 years old. I mean, you're going to get him for at least two to three years. I think it'd be a really valuable signing, especially blooding guys like Isaiah Katoa, who they've just signed as well. And then the other signing here is Jared Wallace, and the deal is yet to be announced, but it's done. He's jumped on an opportunity at the back end of his career to once again be under Wayne Bennett. With the up-and-coming forwards coming through at the Titans, best thing for his career. And I could totally agree with that report there too. I think it'd be an awesome thing for his career, especially because there's youngsters like Sam Lazone, 
Herman Essiesi, these guys coming through the ranks at the Titans. Jermaine Joloff, who we saw last night and I thought was quite good for the Titans. They have some youngsters coming through. It is going to be a very, very valuable thing for his career. Because otherwise, you know, two or three years down the track, we could just see him pop back into into reserve grade and then retire then. It's not what we really want from Jared Wallace. So good signing, good pick up there from Wayne Bennett. I think both of these signings are going to prove very valuable for the club. Kalen Ponga, he has locked himself in as a Newcastle Knight. He won't be leaving the club anytime soon from what we're hearing. He actually said it himself, it says, I'm locked in. I'm dedicated to winning a comp here. Start the cow. Yeah, I don't think we'll be seeing Newcastle winning a comp just yet. I don't know. It doesn't really seem like the right time for Newcastle, but it's great to see that Kalen Ponga is willing to stick with the club through this hard time and, and you know, I would love to see Kalen Ponga be a one-club man for the Newcastle Knights as well. I know I said a few weeks ago that I'd love to see him over the Dolphins. Still would, but it's also nice to see him stay at Newcastle. To stay with a guy like Andrew Johns, who's also mentoring him there, I think it's a great thing for Kalen Ponga, and I can't wait to see how he goes this season. I reckon it's going to be a big season for Kalen Ponga. Herbie Farnworth. The Dolphins are reportedly set to ramp up their pursuit of the Broncos' centre. Not surprised here. Really talented centre. Don't think we saw him in the up last night's game, but he is just an absolute freak. Love Herbie Farnworth. Hopefully he's in that starting back line. He's probably one of my favourite players in that back line, to be honest. Other than Selwyn Cobbo, obviously. Uh, Tessie Noon, guys like that. Katoni Staggs. He's definitely up there in some of my favourites That to, to start for that side in 2022. I reckon he's got so much potential. Um... And I think it'd be a great get there for the Dolphins as well. If Wayne Bennett got Herbie Farnworth, Herbie Farnworth under Wayne Bennett, great defensive center. He's got a lot of attacking upside, plays a lot of eyes up footy, just an absolute footballer. So love to see Herbie Farnworth over at the Dolphins. I think it'd be a great signing and I hope they do end up getting him as well. It won't be for the biggest contract you've ever heard of, but he would cherish that opportunity to play with Wayne Bennett. And I think that, It would be a great opportunity for him. I think that it'd be a great little get for that club as well, especially if you want that grit and grind defensive centre. Herbie Farnworth's the way to go. The COVID player pool. The NRL has granted clubs access to their development players and reserve grade players if COVID-19 affects their season. I think this is a great rule. I think that it's going to help out a lot of clubs whose players are affected by COVID. We've seen the Gold Coast Titans who pretty much... On the first day of training, nearly every single one of their players got it. And to be honest, in some aspects, that's a good thing because less likely that you're going to get it again. So I think that's a great little thing, sort of a blessing and a curse for the Titans there, for all the players to get it in the first few weeks of preseason. But now that they've pretty much nearly all got it, I think it's going to be a blessing in disguise there for the Titans. Uh, But this is going to help a lot of NRL teams out in a big way. Jesse knew the Broncos outside back has suffered a grade two hamstring injury at training and is set to miss the next four to six weeks. Really unlucky there for Tessie New. Wish him all the best in recovery. I reckon he's their first choice fullback. I think he's an absolute freak, an absolute weapon. He's probably... For me, the first choice fullback up there as well. Just the way he played at the back end of last season, he was just an absolute monster, especially on the attacking side of things. He was wreaking havoc pretty much for the defenders on the other team. So 
as I said, wishing all the best to Tessie New and a speedy recovery, my man. Dragons coach Anthony Griffin has re-signed until the end of 2023 season. I think it's a pretty decent move there for me. It depends on if the money ball trick works. If the money ball thing doesn't really work, it's going to be a very interesting next six months for the Dragons. It's going to be a very, very interesting six months. They let go of a lot of older talent to keep some of the young guys. Very, very interesting, and I can't wait to see how they go this season. I know Jaden Sewer is going to be a big signing for them. Absolute freak in the back row. A couple of other guys that they've signed to are going to be huge signings. The youngsters they've got in their side at the moment, like Tyrell Sloan, Junior Ramone, Bud Sullivan, those guys, very big season here in store for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. But as I said, it really depends on how this money ball tactic really works. Jerome Hughes' management has told the Melbourne Storm that he will not be taking up an option for 2024 to remain at the club, meaning he can negotiate with other clubs from November 1st this season. However, this doesn't mean he won't re-sign long-term. The Dolphins have officially lodged an expression of interest in securing him. For the Storm, though, he has asked for a club record six-year, $5 million contract from the Storm that is set to be hashed out this week. Five million bucks. If I had five million bucks on me right now, would I be sitting here doing this podcast? Fucking know if I would. I'd be sitting here with a gold mic in a gold mansion, recording my podcast while asking my butler for a nice beverage. I would be loving that shit right now. Um, but unfortunately, that's not the way it is. I'm a poor teenager just trying to get by. But geez, that's a big contract. It's a big, big contract. Five million, six years. It's around about just under a million a year. It depends if it's different money each year. Usually for these types of contracts it is. Maybe it's a million one year, eight hundred K one year, a million one point five mil one year. It's it could vary between each season, but it is a big, big money contract. I think for me it'd be a bit strange seeing Jerome Hughes out of that storm outfit, to be honest, but If Wayne Bennett manages to land Jerome Hughes, that is a big signing. That is a huge signing, and I would cop for sure. I would cop Jerome Hughes any day of the week. So, geez, if Wayne Bennett manages to land Jerome Hughes, I will be jumping out of my seat. And I think that for that club, all the old players, all the experience they have to get a guy in there like Jerome Hughes would be huge. Dylan Brown extends with the Parramatta Eels until the end of 2023. So he's only signed a one-year deal for this year. Kind of a win one, to be honest. A one-year deal for one of your star halves, for one of your starting halves, that's a bit sus. It it rings a few bells for me. It could just be signing a few one-year deals. Maybe that's what he wants. Maybe that's what his manager wants. But if that's not the case, it's a bit sus. Bit sus. I don't know. I don't know what to take from that, but... It's a great signing for Parramatta and it's a great signing for him and hopefully he rips and tears and has a huge year, earns himself a couple of extra years for that contract. Rumours now that Corey Oates could be a Panther by the end of next year or maybe even halfway through this year. It says the Panthers are reportedly weighing up offering the Broncos wing a contract. I did a post on this today because I thought it was quite an interesting one and I think it is going to be, if this does happen, a sensational, a sensational signing there for the Penrith Panthers. Get a bit of experience in that back line. Holy heckers. 
That would be awesome there for the Penrith Panthers. Love to see Corey Oates ripping and tearing in a club that could potentially win the comp. And I'm not saying that Brisbane can't win the comp this season because they definitely can now that they have Adam Reynolds, Kurt Capewell. The fact that their reserve grade sort of side was looking really good with a few starters in there. I reckon Brisbane are in for a big season. It's not what I'm really saying here. What I'm saying is that Penrith Panthers just won the comp. Now, if he goes over to Penrith, I'll admit I'll be the first to admit that that would be a bit weird seeing Corey Oates not in a Broncos jersey. But I would honestly love to see him rip and tear at Penrith. I think it'd be a great signing for them. I think it'd be an awesome signing for him. Don't know how much money he would get over there, but I would love to see him, even if it's on a small contract, just absolutely killing it, scoring a million tries a game, making origin again. I mean, it just ticks so many boxes for me. I'd love to see this signing go through. According to Braden Hamanueli, the Sharks 5'8", Matt Moylan is looking scary. He's in a bit of scary form, a bit spooky form. I love hearing that sort of stuff. Love hearing that sort of stuff out of Sharks camp. If Matt Moylan has a good year, it's a good year for Sharks. I love to see Matt Moylan back in some great form, especially Penrith Panthers' Matt Moylan form. If he can get back to that, oh my goodness. He's so quick and he has such great ball skills. He would be an awesome asset to that Sharks team. He can also play anywhere in your spine pretty much. So, as I said, great asset to the team and I hope that he is in some awesome form this season. Helam Lukey, the Cowboys have officially re-signed him. Great young signing there. Wish him all the best this season. I hope he has a huge one. He's definitely a youngster with a bunch of potential there. Awesome young back rower. Big body. Can't wait to see him rip and tear. Mal Meninga. Now, the Australian coach says here that there are... Four guys that could take this captaincy role over at the Kangaroos. It is either Nathan Cleary, James Tedesco, Cameron Murray, and Daly Cherry Evans. Is that a little hint there that Nathan Cleary and Daly Cherry Evans could be their potential halves pairing for Australia going forward? Very, very interesting. It could just mean that it's whoever's playing could be captain. Could not. Very interesting. Maybe I'm just reading into it a bit too much, but... Nathan Cleary would be an awesome captain. James Tedesco would be outstanding, especially after last year with the Sydney Roosters. Cameron Murray is already the skipper at South Sydney, so why not? And then Daly Cherry Evans, he's been the captain over there in the past. Why not give him back that jersey? So many guys in that side that could be captain. It'll be very interesting who they pick. Now, Ryan Pappenhausen, in a bit of doubt for round one due to an ankle injury. I really don't want this guy getting too many injuries in 2022. I missed him so much for that Melbourne Storm side when he had all those concussions. Missed him. Missed him like he was my dad going out to get some cigarettes and didn't come back, you know. That's what I felt like. I felt absolutely devastated for him. I would love to see Ryan Pappenhausen playing every single game this season for the Melbourne Storm. I would love to see him injury-free for this 2022 season. From inside South Camp, it looks like the Rabbitohs prop Shakai Mitchell, Latrell Mitchell's brother, is in some pretty good form at the moment. He looks unreal, to be honest. He's taken some tough carries every game, takes a lot of runs too. He's a very, very old-school, hard-hitting front rower, which is what I really like from Shakai Mitchell. Uh, and it does mean that if he keeps playing the way he's playing in these preseason trials, it means that he could push for a starting 17 spot for... And a full-time deal with the South Sydney Rabbitohs too. So hopefully he plays some great footy. I reckon he definitely will. 
Uh, and it'd be great to see Latrell and Shakai in that South Sydney Rabbitohs starting 17. The Parramatta Eels have made a few signings. The first one being Wenamu Gregg, which, who has re-signed until the end of 2023, just like Dylan Brown. Kai Rodwell, Makaheshi Makatoa, who was just outstanding this afternoon. And Offa Hikiokden, uh, who have all re-signed until the end of the 2024 season. So great signings there. For the Parramatta Eels, can't wait to see those guys rip and tear. Your final update for this afternoon is Adam Reynolds and Billy Walters will be your 2022 Broncos halves pairing to start the year at least. At least that's what it says in this report. Uh, But great, great stuff there. Uh, For me, I said it on a Rugby League Guru post this afternoon in the comments. I said that it was either going to be Walters or Ezra Mam just from last night's game. Those two were sensational for the Broncos and they have been over the past few weeks, especially in those two trials. So, yeah, I sort of guessed it either be Billy Walters or Ezra Mam. Looks like Billy Walters, from what I'm reading here, will get the jersey. Definitely deserves it. Really talented as well and a lot of people are going to give him shit because he's the coach's son. Similar to what they do with Nathan Cleary, but I reckon Billy Walters really deserves this jersey and I honestly can't wait to see him play for the Broncos at six, partnering Adam Reynolds. I think those two would be a really good pairing. Thank you for choosing Big Luzzers League and all rugby league experience. Recommend this podcast to a friend and I will see you guys in the next one. Oh, well.